We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to The Holy Hour, a podcast about sex, relationships, mental health, and everything in between. I'm Amelia Sanson. And I'm Liz Ball. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Holy Hour. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Amelia Sampson. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Liz Ball So Hard. You can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad-free on Patreon at patreon.com slash theholyhour. Check out our merch at theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of The Holy Hour of 2023. I'm a little disappointed to be recording this by myself, but as I am speaking, Amelia is on a plane back to Seattle and more importantly, on a plane back to me. Um, I don't know about everyone else, but mentally I am still in 2019, I think. Um, but I do have like the weirdest story ever that I just, I keep telling everyone. So obviously I need to tell all of these listeners. Um, about my weird travel story. So when I was flying back from visiting my parents in Minneapolis, um, I was waiting for my bag at the, at the carousel, had the longest, the whole, the longest week of travel. I was exhausted, um, waiting for my bag. And as the carousel starts, my bag is one of the first ones to come out and I'm like waiting for it. And I see a guy lean over and grab it. And I was like, oh, I feel like that's my bag. Like, it could be his. Maybe it looks like it. But I feel like that's my bag. So I go over to the other side of the carousel where he was. And he disappeared like David Copperfield. He is gone. So I'm, like, panicking a little bit. So, But I still wait because we're waiting for the rest of the bags to come through. And then a bag comes through. It looks very similar to mine. I look at the tag. It is not mine. And then in my gut, I know <laughs> that this guy took my fucking bag. So um, I look at the name. I take a picture of it. I'm almost in tears at this point. I'm waiting in the longest fucking line to talk to um, customer service at baggage claim, which, as you can correctly assume, was long and a nightmare because of all of the Southwest chaos <laughs> and just general uh, chaos of like the weather just intervening in all everyone's travel plans um luckily i had just dodged that bullet 
barely I got I, I traveled like a few days before all of that insane weather anyways um I'm waiting in this line I'm lo- I'm googling this guy's name followed by like Seattle because I'm like you know what maybe he lives here because Christmas is over um and the first name that comes up it's it's this guy's LinkedIn profile and it's a guy that Amelia fucking dated and I was like there's no way there's no way this guy has the most basic name and I remember she told me that he is from Minnesota. So I was like, you know what? It, it might be. This could be him. And um, so I text her and I'm like, I explain what happened. And I'm like, I need his number because he might have my bag. And I text him and he replies like, hey, how did you know I like just got off this flight? And I was like, because I think you have my bag. If you have a gold bag, I also have a gold bag and you might have grabbed mine because yours is still here at the airport. Um, And he's like, oh my God, if I took it, I'm so sorry. I'll look when I park, like, because it was in the trunk. So he looks at the tag while I'm still at the airport and confirms he does in fact have my fucking bag. So I was just like, what are the chances that someone I'm able to like contact has took my bag so then I like took his bag and we did a little swap um and he was like I feel so bad I I should have looked at the tag um I feel like such an idiot and I was just like yeah you kind of are like you're a grown man in his mid-30s like and you you don't even check the the tag on your suitcase to confirm it's yours like even I knew in my gut that that was my bag. Anyways, I'm glad that um, they dated and I'm glad they're not together because as long as they dated, maybe this was the reason. Maybe this is the reason that they were together in the first place and it was because in the future he was going to take my bag and I was going to need it back. Um, Also, my medication was in there. So lesson learned, uh, (laughs) always keep your medication on you. Um, But then a few days later, I had to go fly to New York to see Mr. Liz. So uh, I needed my bag very urgently. (laughs) But I'm glad I got it back by just like the weirdest means possible. Uh, Also a lesson to like be a nerd like your parents and like put a ribbon on your bag or something, something identifying because we we put so much trust in people to just not like steal our fucking bag but then also a lot of us are idiots and might think it's someone else's bag and a lot of us might be even bigger idiots than those idiots and not look at the tag and just like fully waltz out the door with it um anyways if you're listening to this i i'm sorry for being so critical but then also like come on my guy um he's probably not listening <laughs> uh anyways i prepared a great episode for you guys. Um, I wanted to start off the year strong. I wanted to start off on a high note by celebrating dudes we hate taking L's. Just guys that suck taking L's. Uh, Because a lot of guys that suck took so many L's in the last couple of weeks. It was just like, I I don't know, things were coming full circle. Um, It it felt like a blessing for, for those of us who uh hate guys like this so let's start off with little little tiny tory lanes little small tory lanes um first of all he is my size he is five foot three that is short you guys that is very short 
um i I could throw this guy like a javelin to mercer island um and that is a seattle joke for the seattleites uh second of all if you don't know who tori lanes is he is a rapper a c-list celebrity at best uh and he peaked like 10 years ago Um, And he was recently found guilty of three counts related to shooting Megan the Stallion in the foot. And there's just, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, Initially, Megan wasn't going to say anything, probably because she didn't want this fucking lunatic shooting her in the foot again. Uh, But misogynists like came out of the woodwork for this one too, which is like bananas to me because (laughs) there's there's just like so much evidence and he like did it to himself. There's audio of him admitting that he shot her in the foot. So the cherry on top again is that he did this all to himself. So Megan wasn't going to do anything. And also like how insecure do you have to be to shoot someone in the foot in like a non-threatening situation? Like the only threat that she poses to him is her massive career. Um, so maybe it was just like an insecurity thing. Like he's short. He, he has like a way worse career. No one knew who he was until he shot her in the foot. Um, and she wasn't planning on saying anything. And then he, his little bitch ass started telling other like rap news outlets about it like to defend himself and started lying about what happened even though she had not said anything and was not going to say anything so he really dug himself a hole um because yeah she had to like defend herself at this point it became a trial um and he's now facing up to 22 years in prison so let's happy let's hope he gets the max and congratulations you're a fucking dumbass and you deserve to be short and you know what I'm just speaking on my own experience of knowing who Tory Lanez is, which is that I don't and I didn't until he shot Megan in the foot. So um, maybe other people knew who he was, but it's just like once he did this, like people really started outing themselves as like one misogynist, but two idiots um like Drake added a line about it in one of his songs, I think in on the album Her Loss, which like. I was thinking about it too. Like the songs on the album are like fine. They all sound the same. Um, You can tell Drake is fighting for his life in in these songs against 21 Savage because he's just so much more like in the peak of his career. And I think, I think Drake has like passed the peak of his career, but he's like approaching middle age and is like writing songs called like on an album called Her Loss uh anyways it's just it's embarrassing to watch these guys like spiral out like this anyways let's move on to our next dipshit we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Um, next on our list is the Liver King. If you don't know who the Liver King is, his real name is Brian Johnson, which is the most like boring white guy name ever. Um, He's one of those macho, alpha, insecure hustle influencers. He's just he's just a grifter. Um, and he gained his online infamy by eating raw liver and other raw organs and raw meat <laughs> and posting it online. I might be making this up, but um, I think he, yeah, he only eats meat, which is like, that is not good for you. <laughs> That's how you get gout. Uh, but he claims it's like his ancestral masculinity or some bullshit. Uh, he is disgustingly ripped. Um, he has too many muscles it, to the point where it just like looks gross. Um, he looks like, you know, like an anatomy textbook drawing of like just, you know, when you see the drawings of people's just like intestines and like muscles. That's what he looks like, but it's on the outside now. Um I don't understand this line of thinking either of like my our ancestors did this and it's like yeah they did and also they were dying at 30 so I don't know if we should take a note from their book um and they also probably weren't eating pounds and pounds of meat every day because they didn't know when they were going to eat next and they also like didn't have science and I'm so sorry to let you guys know this but like we have evolved as a species so the ways that we have evolved are like things that we're doing now to live longer and have more people <laughs> exist so i just i don't know if we should be copying our ancestors they like did a lot of stupid shit and they believed a lot of dumb things um anyways this brand of man to me is like the same brand of white lady that goes through like the essential oils to the far right science denier pop pipeline have you seen that like the crystal girlies who then just like get a little too into like essential oil healing and then suddenly they're just like posting on facebook about how they don't believe in in covid or that it was like a government conspiracy um that is a pipeline that happens and the one for men is this one like the alpha male grifter <laughs> Uh, but his whole thing is like real men eat raw meat. And if you do what I do, you'll look like me. Um, it is the male gaze who doesn't understand that the boys is satire. And then it was discovered that he was using over $12,000 worth of steroids a month, a month, $12,000 worth of steroids. That is so 
so many fucking steroids. And that's why he looks the way he does. That is why he looks like an inside out person. <laughs> um, but now he is being sued in a 20, $25 million class action lawsuit uh, because like a true narcissist insane person um he started a a wellness brand or whatever with like supplements and you like he probably alleged that uh his supplements are what made him look like the mountain from game of thrones um or just like it's it can easily be implied like oh well if you eat like me and you do what i do and you take my supplements you'll look like me um which is uh false advertising so i think they have a pretty good lawsuit on their hands um and when you're taking steroids let alone that many steroids i just want you all to know that you will be insufferably unhinged because i don't know if you've ever met someone on steroids but they are unpredictable and emotionally unstable they are like the worst person you could possibly have any sort of conversation with um, so don't take steroids, you guys. Don't don't do that unless like you know it's part of um, a health thing. But if you're taking steroids to look just like the most disgusting Hulk, <laughs> the, the most sweaty, gout-ridden Hulk possible, don't do it. Just look normal. Just just be yourself. Our ancestors weren't taking twelve thousand dollars worth of steroids a month. Oh God, the delusion, the delusion. I just, and that, it just proves like the narcissism involved in this line of thinking. Like he is saying like, this is what our ancestors do did. This is like how you can be healthy and like muscular. This is how we should be living. And then directly doing something like his ancestors did not have access to or knew how to do or would do. <laughs> <laughs> taking so many steroids anyways here's your l well the le- the liver king here's your l uh and of course i have to talk about andrew tate and um this might be like a little bit of an ugly like thing to listen to so if you don't want to hear about sex trafficking and abuse then maybe skip past this a little bit um we haven't talked about him much if at all on this podcast and i know personally like i didn't want to talk about him because i just didn't want to bring more attention to this idiot like i i think that we need to go back to um we need to take some notes from the early 2000s of bullying, which was like mostly just like ignoring idiots. You know, my, my mom would always say, like, if you don't like this person, ignore them. And that can be very good advice. So I think in this circumstance, I was just like, this guy does not deserve more attention. And that's also what he wants. He wants people talking about him, whether it's good or bad, especially if it's like women who disagree with him. He wants that. He wants that attention. Um, and he wants more people to discover who he is. Like if I'm out here advocating against the things that he's saying, that is just going to make people who don't like me go listen to him. Um, and I also never wanted to know anything about him because I knew it would just like annoy me and I don't have enough space for that in my life right now (laughs) we also like live in such a divided political environment right now that like everyone's just looking for a fight or an echo chamber 
And I I never wanted to talk about him because he's a clown and he shouldn't be given any more of a platform. But that being said, he took the fattest L of the year and it's only January. So I needed to celebrate this with you guys. Um, so if you don't know who Andrew Tate is after that introduction I just gave, um, at a very high level, he's the same as any other corny pickup artist grifter. Um, he's bald, failed athlete who hates women, and he looks like a club promoter um, who bathes in expensive overpriced cologne, but it still smells like cheap, shitty cologne and pepper for some reason. Um, haven't you? We've all been around a guy who smells like that, right? You guys know what I mean. Um, he also has no chin or jawline and a beard, presumably to mask his lack of jawline and chin. Um, but it actually like emphasizes it somehow, like in his attempt to cover it up, it's, you notice it even more. Uh, but he probably would look like a bald little baby if he didn't have the beard. Um, but he has a podcast and a whole online platform, basically just teaching younger men. Like, I feel like they're mostly like high school, college boys. Um, how to abuse women more or less uh but he he's been very quickly banned from a ton of social media platforms for his dangerous hate speech um and the thing is he's told us from day one who he is he he openly like brags about being a misogynist which is interesting interesting choice um and uh he's he's an advocate Um, he says women are property he advocates for rape basically he was accused of raping someone himself in 2015 Um, he said he moved to Romania because they have looser laws and punishment for rape and sexual assault like he's told us from day one Um, and he has an entire online course called Hustlers University (laughs) Which is literally an MLM grift, you guys. It's where, so, like, the Hustlers University is $45 a month. And he tells you how to, like, pick up women by abusing them, (laughs) basically. Um, And, like, shit, like, cryptocurrency and all that other, like, brosive bullshit that we see all the time. Um... I bet he has a tattoo of a lion somewhere. Uh, But subscribers get commission for every person they refer to sign up for his grift. Like, that is an MLM. Um, But he's also explained in detail how he has a sex trafficking ring with his brother. And that's what is bringing us to this L. Um, We all often think of sex trafficking as, like, a Liam Neeson movie and you get snatched up and sold into sex slavery, but it's rarely like that. Um, because we do see a lot of stories like, Oh, my, my car was tagged with this symbol. So that means that someone is like watching me and trying to, to kidnap me and sell me into sex slavery. That is, I feel like those are just kind of like viral stories and they don't always they're not always true. It's way less common than what actually happens, which is someone you know or are related to, they're the ones who are sex trafficking you. Um, and it, I'm trying to think of how to explain it. It's, uh, it's someone that you trust 
usually and it starts off in a way where you like don't really know that you're being trafficked because you you trust this person they have manipulated you into trusting them um and they've done it through like love bombing and abuse and threats and things like that uh you probably have stockholm syndrome by the time you're being fully trafficked uh and there's different ways of being trafficked so i'm gonna get into this a little bit more of what andrew taint was doing um what he was doing is referred to as the lover boy method which like i mentioned it that is just love bombing um it's love bombing is a common manipulation tactic against narcissists but this is worse because it leads to these women being trafficked um so he does it with the intent like he he tricks them into um thinking they're going to be in a relationship or this is like something exclusive by love bombing them but his intent is to gain their trust so he can make them work as a sex worker for him what he does is like he traffics them by forcing them to make porn and have sex and will take away like all of their means of communication um these women are likely threatened abused both verbally physically or threatened to be abused they're also like blackmailed like if you try and leave i'm gonna send your family these videos um but he he gets them to start you know making porn and he calls it like um what does he call it (laughs) a webcam business but that's also like why people are ditching porn every single day and it's because more often than not it's it's an unethical and exploitative situation so even though these women like willingly went with him to another country they didn't know that they were going to be like forced to to make online porn you know or or be a cam girl um so that's that's how it gets to this point um and you know what this is like maybe take this as a note to go support your local hottie um and subscribe to their only fans there's lots of adult film makers who have only fans and they're making like content with other adult filmmakers um and they're doing it by choice <laughs> they're you know they're getting paid because you're paying them um i think that is probably safer than you know just watching any other type of porn that you can find online because there's no way that you can guarantee that these women weren't forced into making this kind of content. Um, Anyways, let's get into his big L. The UK government had been investigating him for a rape charge, so he moved to to Romania, presumably to escape the charge um, and more easily conduct his sex trafficking ring. Uh, and Elon Musk, he had been he had been banned from Twitter. So Elon Musk let him back on Twitter, and he decided to tweet our queen Greta, um, a teenage environment, a teenage environmental activist. Uh, and let's focus on the word teenage here. She is a teenager. She is a teenage girl, and this man is creeping up on middle age. He is thirty six. Um, so he tweeted her about his luxury cars and asked if he could email her about their enormous emissions. And she said, yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com. <laughs> I mean, it was already embarrassing enough that this like 36 year old adult man is like just picked a random teenager 
to to go bother online. <laughs> uh, and then he replied at first with, how dare you, trying to mock something she said in a speech a long time ago. Um, but it didn't land well, and it just came off as like kind of this bitch-ass glove slap response, like, oh, how dare you? Um, so then he made a whole video response so not only is he like double replying, he's making a video reply, which is it, it was so cringy. I could not watch more than five seconds of it. It was it was so embarrassing. And I'm not just saying that because I think he sucks. I'm I, I fully mean like this was an embarrassing thing to witness. Um, <laughs> so uh, in this video, there's like there's like these pizza boxes stacked on on top of each other and the rumor is that the pizza boxes in his reply video is what led to investigators finding him and arresting him because they needed proof he was actually in Romania but it's unclear if that's actually true um some sources are like no this didn't play any role in our investigation and maybe it was just like serendipitous i either way amazing amazing play by the universe i love that for us um and all of his homes have been searched and 11 of his cars have been seized by the government and he remains in custody <laughs> and it'll be very interesting to watch this unfold over the next few months and i'll see you in hell bitch and lastly i want to end with something more light uh we're gonna end with ben shapiro <laughs> So first, Ben Shapiro had this whole like Twitter tirade about how he hated Glass Onion and it was a bad movie because he didn't like that we were intentionally misled at the beginning and there were um, plot twists. But it, it it's a mystery, my guy. It's a mystery movie. Um, but he started the thread with like, this movie is bad because we were misled at the beginning. Uh, and people were like, this guy would hate Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the neighbor the whole time. <laughs> um, I, I, but he probably just didn't like it because it's directly making fun of people like him. Um, anyways, there was this viral clip of him on a podcast or something, and I don't know what it's from because I don't really care. Uh, but it was going around TikTok and Twitter because his eyebrows were looking very manicured, but his lips are what people were talking about the most. Um, they looked like he had gotten like really bad filler on his bottom lip. So people were stitching it and commenting on it. Like you should make sure your esthetician does a, your top lip next time or something like that. Um, but I wanted to watch the whole clip because he was saying something about marriage. And I I just want to know what kind of dating advice Ben Shapiro is out here giving. Um, and this is what he said. Whenever I meet, you know, people who are saying, how long have you been dating? They'll say two years. I'm like, so what are you waiting for? Either get married or get off the pie. So my father had always said, and I think he's right, that you only meet the person you're going to marry when you already believe that it's time to get married. People tend to meet a person, date a person, they're like, oh, I'll fall into marriage. I'll, I'll just, I'll sort of, I'll fall in love with them and then I'll decide to get married. Wrong. You decide you're going to get married, then you meet the person you can fall in love with because you're thinking in a different way. When you're dating for marriage, you have a set of values. What do you want your life to look like? How do you want your life to be structured? What do you want to teach your kids? What kind of community? Like these are really important questions. Why are you actually in the room with this person? Is it because they're good looking and because they're sexy or is it, or is it because this is a person that you actually want to spend serious amounts of time with and maybe commit to? I've not analyzed anything like that, so. Yeah, well, I mean. The, I think I need to. You have to first decide whether you think it's time in your life to, to get serious about marriage. And if it is, then you have to ask You'll need questions. like a whole three-hour session with Ben after yeah. this <laughs> on that topic.
<laughs> I bet you guys can hear Gramps in my purring in my lap. But anyways, in regards to this video, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, because I don't entirely disagree with him, but I could not believe that he was saying the quiet part so loud, which is just like, it's such a common thing that we observe that men just are like, I'm ready to get married. And then they just marry like the next person that they date, like the next person that they can tolerate for like six months. And that that ends in like these really unhappy relationships that we keep seeing online a bunch like um that that's where we see like uh I can't remember what it's called but like intentional incompetence I know incompetent uh incompetence is in the word why am I forgetting it anyways um that's why we see like a lot of content around like unhappy heterosexual marriages um because of this mindset that guys have of just like eh, around their idea of the institution of marriage it means two different things for men and women and I do agree with Ben Shapiro that you should be thinking about how you want to raise your kids and the like community and things like that but I think you you shouldn't be thinking about that and then being like okay I'm gonna go I'm ready to get married and then go find someone to marry like because these are things that need to be a conversation with your partner you shouldn't be deciding these things by yourself and then go finding someone if that makes sense and it it leads to like just these these unhappy unsatisfying relationships like marriage does so much more for men than it does for women and there are, are so many studies showing that single moms do less housework like wrap your mind around that they are doing less housework than when they are married to a man and like no wonder like women are choosing to be single because there are guys out here like Ben Shapiro who are marching around like, okay, I'm ready to get married. I'll marry the next girl I date. Like that fucking sucks. You should marry someone because you love them. And that is, I do think that's how you should operate. But also you should be thinking about these bigger ideas of, of like kids and whatnot. And having those conversations with your partner and deciding with them what you're going to do because we all kind of operate like oh I'm looking for someone who has the same ideas as me or wants the same things as I do um and that's just like having kids is not a determining factor in relationships anymore because I think that that's that's just not going to be satisfying enough for women. Um, if you want to be a parent, that's great. Like, more power to you. But um, I don't know. I think women are want, prefer to have kids with the right person. And that's going to be someone who's going to be sharing the workload and not marrying them just because they, like, decided that I'm going to get married. <laughs> um. I actually recently saw a TikTok on my For You page today that breaks it down. So I'm actually going to drop it in right now. One thing you have to understand is that right now, the dating culture in 2022, women have more options than ever. But the problem is, is that with all the options that women have, they are being pickier than ever. Is it? Is that the problem? There's studies that show that women are literally happier single than they are married with children. There's studies that show that single mothers do less housework 
than married women. It used to be the stigma of being single was so bad that women had to settle for men that treated them like shit, but they don't need to anymore. And really, is that what you want anyways? Someone who settled to be with you? Is that your dream scenario for a relationship? Do you know how attainable that top 20% of men is? When Andrew Tate is a household name, the bar is so low. It sounds like you know why your life would be better with them. Why would their life be better with you? If you can't answer that question, that's a you problem. It's not on them. So that TikTok is from SpeechProf, <laughs> um, S-P-E-C-H-P-R-O-F. So thank you for that video. But obviously I mentioned a few things that I had heard him say in this video earlier, but he's right. It's it's just kind of like, I, I you think about like, okay, I know what I'm bringing to the table because these are the societal expectations of me are to cook and clean and take care of the kids and then now also have a job and then a man gets to go to work and is he comes home and expects to have dinner in front of his face um and a clean house even though this person has also been at work all day and we see like a lot of content around women who are unhappy in these marriages and they're like you know they think they're doing something cute like making fun of their husband like my husband doesn't do anything <laughs> but i'm gonna suck it up because i need to be thankful that my husband uh is funny i don't know just like it, it's just sad and difficult to watch it's just an expectation that women are supposed to take on more responsibilities and make more sacrifices when it comes to marriage and I think since like traditionally we expect like men are the ones who are going to propose to women that it's their decision and they probably I mean I wouldn't be surprised if men think this as well like it's their decision to get married it's not up to women like it's what Ben Shapiro's saying. You need to decide you're going to get married and then you could just go out there and marry the next person because they're just going to be fucking waiting for it. And that's the expectation less and less of the time. Um, and it puts them in the driver's seat of this decision making. And when I was thinking about it like this and listening to what he was saying and forming my own opinion... I, I was just like, I don't think I ever want to be proposed to now because I don't want to be with someone who thinks that this is their decision, that they're choosing when we are going to get married and be together. And I don't want to give the impression that that's how this went. I'm, I'm, I think obviously more often than not, people are having these conversations like, and yes, I want to get married to you. Like, let's talk about it. <laughs> I, I have a hard time verbalizing everything that I think and feel about this specifically because there is so much I could unpack. It's like this ties to this and ties to this and ties to this and we would be here all day. And I would love to. I'd love to be here all day and I wish another person was sitting here talking back to me <laughs> so we could have this conversation together because it's hard to monologue about it. Um, but yeah, just I think our historical and societal expectations of what marriage is, it, it needs to change and we're up against a lot. I think obviously as more and more generations come along, it 
it's easier to change that idea of how marriage operates, but for too long it has only benefited men. Um, and now women are choosing to be alone instead of have a kid and a, a man child to take care of. I've also, I've thought about this before that like, uh, I want to focus on the right partnership for me. Um, like if I have a really amazing partner, I want to nurture that relationship and I want to be happy with that person and I can be happy with them without also having kids. Like I don't, I, I won't want to bring a child into that unless that's something we decide together because that's such a huge decision to make with another person. Like you have to discuss and agree on so many things like Ben Shapiro was saying. So I think you should operate maybe under the idea that like you are going to look for the right person first or be with the right person first because I would be happy just being with that person if we have just this lifelong connection that we're both satisfied in and want to continue. And then on the other end of that, if I don't have a partner, a life partner, I actually would not mind having a kid by myself (laughs) because I won't have this third party to deal with. It would just be me and this kid. Um, But that's also, you know, a stretch. (laughs) It would also be very hard to be a single parent. So props to any single parents out there because... You guys are kicking ass and hopefully um, it's even easier than when you did have a partner you were unhappy with. (laughs) Uh, But that's all I have for you guys today. And I'm so sad that Amelia is not here with me and it feels weird singing the song without her. Um, So I'm not going to. I'm just going to say goodbye.